Average Joe's podcast, we're really just kind of settling in and eating meat sticks, but we thought we'd go ahead and hit record <laughs> so you can join in the fun before we get to the serious stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm Brad. Introducing, I'm Ryan. Usually, Mike, <laughs> Mike does, but... <laughs> and the Miller Boys. Levi. Yeah. And I'm Mice. Five of us. We are literally eating beef stick. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Anna Phillips. So we were trying to just figure out what we were going to talk about today. Uh, did you finish talking about your dog story? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was about it. A house full of uh, ten poodles. Uh, let me tell you, there, there are some characters. Mm-hmm. The people and the dogs. <laughs> So for those who don't know, what what do you do for a living? Can oh yeah, I re I refinish kitchens, I refinish kitchen cabinetry, a little painting, a little carpentry. So I'm all over the place. The company's called Enhance. If you need your kitchen for, refin, free advertising. Capital <laughs> N. Hey, why not? Why not? Capital N. All over the Rochester area. Uh, so like N dash Hans. N dash Hans. I just saw a truck that had that on it. When was it? Yesterday. Where, whereabouts were you? I don't remember. Where was I yesterday? Because if it was yesterday, I was driving. No, it must have been the day before. I don't still, remember. I saw it at some point recently. Yeah, we're all over. Rochester. I cover so much ground that I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> the ritzy side of Rochester. Typically. But hey, we did a couple jobs down here in Wyoming County just uh, three weeks back. I work at prison, Groveland Correctional, and I am interviewing for my supervisor position on Thursday. Is this, is this something you want out in the public? Yeah, this is okay. So you're interviewing for your supervisor position? She retired. Oh, I thought you were interviewing to supervise yourself. <laughs> Essentially. I think most, most of the inmates would say that's the ideal position. <laughs> Man, I'm great at my job. <laughs> I need a raise. <laughs> How are you feeling about it? Um, I think I'm in a win-win situation because I didn't really want it. <laughs> that's but a, that's how I felt about coming down here. Yeah. So you can only get good uh, news then. <laughs> and I was comfortable. Well, this could be a Christian, a spiritual thing too, because in the state system, it's uh, the rep, the reputations of state workers are valid. I only got into the state in 2015, so I used to think the same thing about them. Then and uh, so you're you're trying to do as little as possible mm-hmm. for as much money as possible mm-hmm. until you can retire as comfortably as possible. And there's donuts involved. Every state job's got donuts. Yeah, right yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. And I felt myself getting sucked into that. I share an office with a guy and enjoy just, you know, goofing off, talking, getting your work done, but um, just, you know, not uh, caring too much about the quality um, and thinking, I could do this until I retire. This is easy. But started to, to uh, well, some people would notice and say something once in a while, but it was nothing serious. And, and I got uh, I got a little uh, ashamed of myself, I guess, <laughs> and embarrassed and um, and bored. 
that's a boring way to work. I'm like, I need a challenge. I need something interesting. And um, and I was afraid of who might be our next boss. You, uh, I've heard stories of people coming in from the outside, and they just wreck the place. And social workers are full of crazy people because you may have heard counselors who go into social work or psychology, you find out they they actually go in to try and fix themselves. Mm-hmm. But they use it as a, to, you get paid <laughs> and, <laughs> and you try to help other people. But subconsciously there's a, there's a, you know, I'm trying to fix myself kind of thing. And uh, part of the danger of that, having been through psychology, uh, I majored in psychology at, at, at Roberts Wesleyan. The uh, part of the problem I saw there was it turned into people going into psychology, social work to fix themselves, but it turns into affirming and validating themselves uh-huh. and not actually fixing. Can yeah. we back up just a second? So you're in counseling psychology mm-hmm. at a prison mm-hmm. and you go into psychology to fix yourself is that why you go into prison too like should we be worried about you working <laughs> no. with bbs or... prison i is feel here. like i should be here <laughs> no prison prison's usually about money <laughs> when you're in, when you're in, most of the counselors in my generation were trained as social workers so it's cheaper to graduate you only have to do uh, like six years, I did it in five. Uh, a bachelor's degree plus one, and because uh, of advanced standing, so uh, and poof, I'm I'm ready. Um, and you go to a county clinic, and you're you're hardly making any kind of money. Um, if you if you go to the state, you get. Um, I don't know, a 20% raise or something like that. Normal counseling jobs, if it's not government related, just can't compete with the salary. Yeah. And then there's, of course, the benefits. Yeah. Make, doing as little as you can for as much <laughs> money as you can to retire as comfortably as you can. Mm-hmm. And try not to lose your soul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So win-win. What's that? Oh, what that? with the job. Yeah, so... Um, I'm okay if I get it. I'm okay if I don't get it. And um, uh, yeah, I I know a little more about that, but that's not something I want. To <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all your kids are grown, so you don't really have to worry about yeah losing out on salary or anything. Yeah, are there, are there other applicants? Yeah, there's at least two others. One. One works with me, and one's coming in from the outside. We don't know who it is yet until Thursday. No. I'm not even sure how do you pray for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, it's an easy one. Lord, your will be done. Uh, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Because there's times where I don't want to pray that. Lord, let your will be done. Because I have a very a strong bias where I want your will to be done. I have a strong will. <laughs> He's got a stronger. May your will be stronger than mine. <laughs> but I get to witness a lot. Um, I think 
vocational ministry is not given the time it has deserved over the last several decades. I don't, I don't know why that is, but when you, like in your, your sermon, let's say, hey, let's talk about your sermon again. Your, your message was go and eat some with someone. And that opened the door for witnessing. And I've found it easy to um, get to know, not easy, it's taken a long time. I've been there seven years and um, invited one of my buddies to go to Nefarious that I promoted a couple weeks ago. A Christian movie uh, designed to make uh, those who are not Christians think, think about the devil and God and stuff. Um, and he and I have been able to talk after watching that movie. We watched it on the weekend, and then I, it's easy to talk with him on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday because we're we're often crossing paths over lunch in on the job. Yep. And of course, we do as little work as possible, so we've got plenty <laughs> of time to <laughs> talk. But I I uh, talk openly and freely with these people. Um, because I guess I've tested all of them and I know that you're not gonna get uh, a verbal lashing from any of them. So it's it, it, uh, it's comfortable and it's pretty wide open now. Yeah. And, uh, and the inmates too, behind closed doors, you can talk freely and um, is always connected to mental health. I tell guys um, what you believe about God uh, is absolutely, uh, connected to your mental health. Impossible to to separate, regardless of what other people will, will say about it. And uh, it'll change if I'm supervisor, because you gotta be careful, because then you're in a position of power, you might push your, be uh, might, something I might have been able to say as a colleague will be taken as a supervisor as maybe being pushy yeah. or abusing my Authority, so that'd be yeah. a little different. But. However, I, like I remember my dad taking a position in management <clears throat> at one point, and um, and it was uncomfortable position I think for him to be in. But they people knew his faith from all those years before, and there was just something about him. He would say that people would just come into his office, close the door, and they talk about you know I'm going through a divorce, and mm -hmm. just open doors because they knew his you know, because of his faith and his character. And so you've established that over the years. Um, okay, yeah, you're now the supervisor, but they know you. Uh -huh. That could still lead to even deeper conversations, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, And it may seem like it's taken a long time. Now that, you know, I'm in my 50s, seven years doesn't seem like that much of a, mm -hmm. that long of a time, but it took a while to establish those relationships. Right. I, and that was part of what you were talking about, that being able to spend time with people, you eat with them. It's not like you, you buy someone dinner and uh, that entitles me to uh, a kiss when I drop you off at the door. I mean, no, that's a different... <laughs> now I'm entitled to, to witness to you and you're obligated to listen to me. It, doesn't, it takes time. It's, it you takes build up time. the relationship. Yeah. You, you, uh, and of course the Bible says be quick to listen and slow to speak. And that's, yeah. that's how you earn the right to be heard is by listening first. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
it gets me, and I had a, a conversation because I was uh, had a lunch today with another pastor, and we were talking about this idea of being saved, right? Evangelism that Ooh. that um, for whatever reason, and probably Brad, you and I grew up more with this in the in the seventies and eighties, where it was like this checkbox: right? when did you get saved? Mm-hmm. And that's not biblical. And it's and and it's not even Wesleyan. Wesleyan would would say you're we're saved and we're being saved. Yeah. That it's it's always in process. And um, and I don't know. It was for whatever reason today at lunch was that kind of really clicked for me. And, uh, and maybe it was a new language around that that idea that um, you know that we're and I've used this illustration I think in a sermon where. To me, it's it's more like a poker game, where you're playing uh, Texas Hold'em and you're putting chips in a little bit at a time, and eventually you realize your chips are all in, and wow, I guess I'm following Jesus now, you know. And um, it's that that process, which is hard for folks our age and older, because we were taught it was this punctiliar moment in time where you need to be able to point to the exact minute that you were saved. Um, I bet that both could be true, though. I was oh, yeah. taught by a youth leader that there are those that start by believing, and then they follow, and then there are those that follow, but are working on the belief part. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, it could be both both ways, for depending on the type of person that you are. Well, that's exactly it, right? We're all created uniquely, yeah. and um, for me, and I, I wrestle with how good this theology is or isn't, but. I, I definitely received Christ as, a, as my Savior. You know, I wanted to be rescued from my sin, and, uh, you know, I sure didn't want to spend time in hell. So, you know, I took out that fire insurance. But it was, <laughs> it was years. It was years before I came to a point where I said, okay, Lord, now I, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to, um, and I'm going to mention this, not this week, but I was working on next week's sermon as well, that... Um, we don't follow Jesus to get where we're going. We follow Jesus to where he's going. And so that was the turning point for me was to say, okay, now I want to follow you to where you're going as opposed to, um, you know, to, to where I want you to go kind of thing. Yeah. Well, right. They used to talk, teach in, in uh, old school Wesleyan theology too, that there'd be a, uh, a maturing of the faith where your whole heart was cleansed. They called it entire sanctification. Entire, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'm now I'm not just a believer, but I'm, um, they call it the second blessing or baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all of that stuff, but I think that go, uh, adds credibility to what you were just talking about, where faith is a is a process and. Uh, we could put a date on it, but um, uh, might find in heaven that we were actually sealed before that date. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I like to to think about. Uh, and if you really want to get controversial, that you can lose your salvation. <laughs> uh, Wesleyans believe you can lose your salvation, yeah. but good luck putting a a time on that. Uh, anyone who cares wouldn't wouldn't yeah. do that, but. Uh, yeah, I think the the important question is: Are you? Uh, how about today? It, the the old yeah. pastors used to ask 
Uh, how is it with your soul? Yeah. Uh, today. Because uh, if you're worried about that, then, then we maybe have some other things to talk about. But um, I had friends in a Catholic church who, um, years ago, would, I would say, well, you know, did you ever receive Christ? And they'd look at me funny, like, well, yeah, I receive them every day. Like it's a, mm -hmm. it is a, it's something that for them, mm -hmm. you give your life to Christ every day. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, um, you're not getting saved every day, no, but but there's that's the important part. You don't yeah. want to, like you said, have fire insurance. If you're a fire insurance card in your wallet, right? You might find out that that expired or it was uh, it was phony. Someone yeah. sold you uh, a bill of goods and. That's just not love, loving God with all your heart. That's not faith. And that stuff, that's intention, right? With, with the idea of I'm, the confidence that we're supposed to have too. That, yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> are you saved? Mm -hmm. Yes. Are you confident of that? Well, today I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well. But we do have to have a way to witness to people. And uh, although your sermon from Sunday probably is evidence against that, because she, uh, the the way of salvation, if we want to follow what the Bible actually says, is we would need to kneel at the feet of Jesus, cry on his feet, <laughs> wipe his feet with our hair, break a an alabaster jar of nard or whatever it is, and. Which and, is just a fun word to say, but uh, gnarly. And then Jesus will say, "Your sins, your are, sins forgiven. are forgiven." Yeah, I think we're. I think repent and baptize is probably a little easier to, yeah. to go with. But <laughs> here's an interesting illustration. This was part of my lunch today too. That um, you know the old timey uh, of our generation be like, "Well, if your friend was in a burning house, yeah. what would you do?" Wow. You know, and and as fired up Christians, we're like. I'm going to go in and drag him out. I'll knock him out if I have to to yeah, get him out. Yeah. What if our response was, I'm going to put the fire out. Hey. Like, it's not my job to save him. It's my job to to say, where does it hurt? And, and to treat those wounds and let God save them. And I thought, wow, that's a that's yeah. an interesting twist. Yeah. How do we put the burning house out for people that are, you know... I don't know. First, you let them know the house is on fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some so, people need to be made aware of that. And that's the, that's the next question, right? And for you guys, and I know I do this every week, I point to you younger guys. Do you think people are unaware of their sinfulness or their brokenness in their lives? It's almost as if those that are aware of it are fine with it. It might be a minority, but it might be a vocal minority now. That's a great point. It's hard for me to tell if that's something that's always been there through time. More and more I'm coming to realize that, no, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. But with, the, with social media, you're able to connect with a lot of more minority ways of thought. And it seems to me that that's uh, more predominant as the years go on, that the youth don't really care. Yeah. A general apathy. Yeah. Uh, 
And I think I think you, there's evidence of that too, where you know couples living together and going to church together and and not thinking anything of it that they're not married. You know, well, yeah, it's it's it is what it is. It's just sin in our lives, or yeah. they don't probably use that term. They just. Think well, that was a cultural thing back yeah. then, or whatever. And how many times do we hear people say after saying something or partaking something, "Oh, I'm going to hell." Yeah. And someone yeah. says, "Oh, same as I'm going with you." Right. Yeah. So yeah. they know what they just did is wrong. Right. Yeah. It's this real the movement towards wanting to create their own. They want to be as gods, so they will create their own truths in their own reality. Yes. And they are sadly. I can't be mad at all of them because I think there are those that are power, they are pioneering the movement and dragging many young minds with them mm -hmm. that are not to be scorned at, at fall, but generally made aware that, hey, this does, this hurts, yeah. this really hurts. And those that are caught up in it do not want to leave because they're afraid that their whole worldview is false right. mm -hmm. and need to be made aware of the truth. Yep. Yeah, so it might not be that they're all aware of their sin, sinful yeah. nature, but just normalized yeah. Yeah. in yeah, their culture. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So then maybe we do have a role in letting them know what sin is, but I think we also have a role of being the the good Samaritan too, and that we we offer that truth. Like here, yeah, that, okay. So here's the bad news: there's sin, and and you're living. There's aspects of all of our lives of that, but here's God's truth, and, and allow them introduce them to Christ, who will speak His truth over them. Here's here's who I see you as, your identity being. Here's where. You know, I, I'm grieved by this, and yet I'm not an angry father. I'm standing with open arms waiting for you to come home. And, mm -hmm. you know, to, to speak some of those things, mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's it, we need to speak about the judgment and the consequences and those kinds of things, too, But um, because that's part of the truth. Uh, and I don't know where I feel theologically on this yet. I haven't thought through it, but it, I know that I've captured more people's attention with honey than with with brimstone mm -hmm. i also so, think it's important go ahead mike go ahead no i said i also think it's important to me to be mindful that church is for the broken not for the fixed yeah yeah, yeah. and like so we need to talk to those people and say hey you're broken but you don't need to fix yourself before you come to church right because yeah. how many times mm -hmm. we hear oh I, i'm so broken i'm so messed up i can't walk through those doors yeah, yeah. It's funny, I had somebody say that to me about, you know, the church is just full of hypocrites. Mm. And I said, well, let's, let's break that apart a little bit. When you go to a gym, you decide, you, I want a good, I'm going to go work out. And there are people that are overweight and out of mm -hmm. shape at the gym. Do you say, you're hypocrites, what are you right. doing here? <laughs> no, they're there because they want to get healthy. They're there because they want to get in shape. That's a, what the church mm -hmm. is. We're a... We're the spiritual gym that, um, or we should be if we're, you know, that people want to, we want to provide a place where people can get spiritually healthy. And that, Brad, even as I'm saying that, goes to what you and I were talking about with the spiritual healthy, emotionally healthy, spiritual... EHS, yeah, yeah. Peter Scazzaro, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yep, yeah. yep. A long, a long, that'll take a while, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it does. It takes a long time for people to get as healthy as I am. Weren't <laughs> <laughs> you just talking Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> My sin has been so in front of me the last two days. And that's the danger of preaching a sermon. Uh, like, you're like, oh, I did this. I used poor humor. I put somebody down. It's a nice log in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ministry, <laughs> ministry is 90% what God wants to do to you, and 10% what is what he does through you. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, that that woman uh, in your sermon, um, I was thinking about it afterwards. I might have dreamt about it. The yeah. sinful woman? Yeah, yeah. The, um, we got it was the part where, well, where he goes into the. Oh, I, I had my phone read me the whole chapter, and um, it was the, it was the part where Jesus tells the the Pharisee, um, about the debts, mm-hmm. and then thinking about the woman's debt and how she was bawling her eyes out, and and uh, therefore she recognized how great her debt was to be forgiven by him and 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 yet Jesus point was like this is one of those last shall be first kind of things you guys think you're so great she's on the floor piled up in a ball you know sucking her thumb in the fetal <laughs> position and she goes away with her sins forgiven and and is is celebrated in God's word as as what at least on a heart level we should yeah. try to be and the Pharisees themselves um, I think there's a question whether Jesus was saying uh, you guys are uh, you love little because you've been forgiven little, or like you guys are on the outside completely. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't even realize you're sick. Yeah. Uh, and how scary is that? And it just, uh, the woman's attitude got to me. I'm like, I'm, I'm so far from that. And then reflecting on my own, because I've been a Christian a long time, I haven't done a lot of things. You're trying to think, well, what did this woman do? Uh, we all assume that she was probably a prostitute or something. We don't know that, but um, uh, my on a, some level, sin is all the same. Mm-hmm. And if you and that that makes me like the Pharisees. If I'm like, well, you know, I'd like to love God harder. <laughs> I'd love to love Him more. I'd like to be the kind of person who's not ashamed to uh, uh, pile up on the floor and. and tears reflecting on how much he's forgiven me and worshiping him that way but I I don't and and so maybe I I'm one of those that doesn't realize how much I've been forgiven of but it's a fact I haven't done a lot of bad things and I've you know by God's grace I thank God for that Uh, uh, I don't know the um, that that I spent some time thinking about that this week, and uh, I'm not sure what to do about it. Well, it's like you said on Sunday, he forgave you for what you did, yeah, what you could have done, 
essentially. Yeah, yeah. right. That's right. That was yeah. awesome. I've never heard that before. And that uh, that landed. I'm like, wow, that's so true. Because I think of at times in my life when I was like angling for sin, and it didn't work out. <laughs> and, I, and today I give God credit for like, oh, thank, thank you, Lord. Yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> now, one of the places I wrestle with it too is that we are forgiven. It's so, should we still walk around like, oh, I'm this wretched sinner? Yeah. Or walk around like I'm a new creation? Yeah. Um, I think it's good to, to to stay in touch with how much we've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. That that humbles me, and it and it reminds me that you know it's, it's by the grace of God that I go forth. That yeah. it, that it, you know a simple stumble could could change things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't want it to be an anchor that holding me back. That I, mm-hmm. oh I can't do this because I'm disqualified because I'm such a wretched sinner. Yeah. No. I'm forgiven, and therefore I can go forward, and you too can be forgiven. You too can know freedom of this, and and know the embrace of our Father, and know that your sin, the the the, the price of your sin, has been paid on the cross, and yeah. um, that's the good news I think of the gospel is that mm. we can be free from the slavery and the bondage yeah. of sin. So it's good to remember it, but also to not let it, you know hold us back so yeah i wonder what the the sinful woman's what her life looked like going after that you know Mm -hmm. what it i've talked about the the garrisoned demoniac uh, last week in the mark bible study that there's a church in jordan there are churches in jordan that still their their history like we go back to 1860 when the the free methodist church was created and split that's our kind of our history here Theirs goes back 2,000 years from when a demoniac was was saved by Jesus Christ himself and then went to the Decapolis spreading uh, the news and, and these churches popped up as a result. <laughs> and you're standing in these places and the ruins of the original church is there and the now church is right here. And you're like, man, that's powerful. Yeah. I wonder what the sinful woman's legacy would be, was, yeah. you know, how being forgiven changed her. She certainly would have an audience with people that we wouldn't. Yeah, that's one of the things I tell my my inmates all the time. You guys have so much potential in here to to help one another more than I do, because especially for the older guys, I love talking to guys who start to get salt and pepper in their hair or their beard, and they're usually black, and go in uh, go back into the um, (laughs) the uh, population, their dorms and stuff, and pump them up a little bit in, in my office and tell them these these young kids will listen to you they're not going to listen to me i don't know what i'm talking about but you're trying to learn from your own mistakes you can prevent uh some of the um maybe bad decisions that you made with some of these 20 mm. year olds if if they'll listen to you go tell your story you've got so much to offer and it's a lot of them are fascinating stories to listen to, but so it would go with the the whatever the woman if she was a prostitute or not, you go back into those um, hostels or whatever you call the um, 
the the houses that have uh, women for sale. House of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> House of the Rising Sun. House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. We, because uh, they will, they will listen to you. They won't, and a lot of Christians wouldn't go there anyway. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, there's some that that do. You know, I had finished that book with uh, from uh, Pat. Um, why am I losing his name now? But it was Born to Rescue, and mm. he was talking about going into the red light district and bringing young girls, 16, 17-year-old girls, out of that. And I mm. thought, man, that's... Now he didn't go alone, obviously, but it was... Mm-hmm. Um, man. Mm. Yeah. Was he gay? No. He was, <laughs> like, he was not. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> Well, are you, have you guys had a meal yet with anybody this week? Have you had your in-laws Isn't over yet? Tuesday? Or your parents yet? <laughs> you got You need to get on that. I, I've eaten with them my whole life, so I don't. I, don't I know, but you have. You guys have not hosted them. Yeah. You're not truly married until you have your parents and her parents over. Oh, oh. I don't remember that in the Bible. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he's leading up you're, to. You're, you're married. You're just—it's not a, an established home until you've hosted them, gotcha. and they doesn't have to be at the same time. Probably, preferably not. But this feels like marriage uh, with these new rules being made up as you keep on going. Well, that's why Allison called in last week, right? Uh, hey, ask your dad when they can come for dinner. Uh, I ask her every week, and she just kind of rolls her eyes. Like, yeah. And this like, isn't. Let me get that done. She started her job this week. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be hard for time management to get anything like that done. Jackie came home from the hospital after having Rachel, and I had eight college Young Life leaders over for dinner that night. So they all pile in, and Jackie's like, she can't even walk. And um, You won some major points that day. Oh, no, it gets better. Uh. <laughs> I think we're having like lasagna or something that somebody gave dropped off, and... Um, uh, she served it on paper plates, and I, being the young idiot that I—well, not young anymore—but just the idiot that I am—I said, "Oh, honey, I see we brought out the good china for our guests." <laughs> oh, it's been—I don't know—20 years later, and <laughs> I still, <laughs> 17 years later, I still get reminded of that one. Yeah, I was not very sensitive. <laughs> and and there's the keeping you humble reminding That's you right. of you, well, how much you've been forgiven for. Yeah, we'd have a long podcast if I told you all my... It'll be next week, everyone <laughs> tune in. <laughs> Special edition. Put aside six hours. <laughs> my post-conversion sins are just as numerous, I think. <laughs> so anyway, I think marriage counseling goes on and on as you go through the years of marriage yeah I'm, I'm writing this down for for myself coming up yeah. my dad always likes to say that marriage counseling doesn't need to happen because if you remember one rule you're golden and in marriage is all give and take just don't expect to take anything that's <laughs> not <laughs> you know there's some truth to that that right? sounds like the golden rule right <laughs> he was actually they were after church one day when I was a kid and he was talking with my old pastor and there was a, a couple that came up to him, and he was talking about marriage counseling. And Dad said that, and my pa- this is, it was pastor that looks at him and goes, well, 
I guess you're right, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, think about if you are, if your mindset in your marriage is that uh, I am always going to serve, I'm Mm -hmm. always going to be the, I'm going to give, 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 then their, your spouse is probably going to appreciate that, but will also see that and and Mm -hmm. reciprocate. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I got to a point where I stopped thinking about myself, you know, Oh, you know why? Why aren't we more physical? That's code for sex. This isn't Oh, is that? Once I, you know, once I started thinking, oh, okay, I need to be serving her, and not to get sex, but ironically, it worked out that way. Like our whole, my whole outlook in our marriage just flipped. It was, yeah. ah, okay, that's how this works. Mm-hmm. I serve her, and that's how you know I demonstrate love. Mm-hmm. I'm reminding myself that I need to be better at serving because good reminder. I was not serving when I was coming over here, and I was mumbling under my breath the fact that she once again didn't put the keys back where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, she does not listen to I'm glad this podcast isn't like a uh, you know, <laughs> women, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't live with them. Can't. <laughs> yeah. No. Not that podcast. No, no. That would be a, a different podcast. I don't yes. know what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 37 minutes? Oh, man. Is that more or less than what we normally do? I, I think that more. sounds good. I think more? That's the, yeah, that's the wrap up to the end. All right. Well, we hit some deep stuff. We had some laughs. A little more on track this week than we were last week, I think. So. Yeah. And we forgot to pray at the beginning. That's probably why. Oh. We, we just let God take the wheel. And... <laughs> wow. Who needs prayer? <laughs> I do. Apparently, it's you as well. There's your homework, I guess. Oh, you know what? So, so we're doing the Lord's Prayer on the first uh, Sunday of, in, in May, but you've got a men's thing planned for a year. Yes, and we'll email that out, but it's the 18th. That's the Thursday night. The Thursday um, night. And no, it's the 19th. The 18th is. 18th, yeah, 18th, 18th is Thursday. Is Thursday. Um, so, yeah, we're going to, we were looking at doing a Saturday, and um, that's Charlie's graduation weekend and a bunch of others, and Chris wasn't available that weekend. So, I said, what if we did a Thursday night and we'll just do a cookout? I'll provide burgers and soda or drinks, and um, you guys bring your guns. We'll have clay pigeons. We'll shoot, and if you want to just target shoot, we can do that, and uh, and a dish to pass. So, I suspect we're gonna have a whole bunch of baked beans because that's usually what guys bring, <laughs> um, like five to nine, and we'll uh, we'll awesome. blow stuff up. Pasta salad. Are we talking about your brother-in-law's? Oh, we should probably Men's start. Group yeah. So, gentlemen, if you're listening, we have been challenged, challenged. by the cavemen, which is uh, my brother-in-law's men's group out in, I think they're in Arcade area. Yeah, Pioneer <laughs> Fellowship. Pioneer <laughs> Fellowship. I know. They meet at 5 a.m. Yeah, they, if, yeah, 5 a.m. for Bible study. What kind of foolery is that? Yeah. So these uh, these. Neanderthals. Neanderthals have changed us. The knuckle dragon Neanderthals they are. It's in the name. To a a paintball game. Uh, You know, how many we can bring versus how many they can bring. Uh, V 
what's the kids always say oh it's 5v5 or 1v1 on their video games so whatever this is our 10 or 20 oh, versus right, their 10 or 20. Yeah. so um we're we're looking for a date for that and if you have any ringers guys maybe who have served in the military um you know, I know of one really tall guy that yeah, was in the military. Bring him along. <laughs> um, yeah, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I was going to name Paul him. Paul the <laughs> I'll call him out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, need, we need as much tactical experience as we can get. Um, he was only in the Air Force, so. That's true. It was the Air Force. So we can use that. I if like that. We can that. get some we'll <laughs> Bring your helicopter. <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah. I was thoroughly confused in the text chat about... I noticed. Um, yeah, you can bring your own guns. Because we, we were talking about shooting at the, the clay thing. And then the, I was so confused. But A little overlap. We would definitely win that paintball. We bring guns. <laughs> <laughs> 50 bucks, right? That's right. And then I think, we'll see Dad think, in prison. Yeah, yeah think, right. Yeah, yeah, take good care of some medication. So if you made it this far in the podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. that, that covers your gun rental. It covers um, your paintballs and CO2. the time in the field and CO2. And yeah. Um, and wear, you know, heavier clothing because it does sting a little for. Oh, I thought you were going skins. If you're a real man, shirts versus skins. (laughs) I I know my brother-in-law listens to this, and I'm sure he'll be playing it for Uh, those guys too. So, Uh, JD, my soulmate, I love you, brother. Do we have a homework for this week that we send people home with? Pray for us. (laughs) (laughs) Please, ten our fathers. Yeah, ten our fathers would do it. Maybe. Uh, what's your vocation, and how can you be reaching out to mm-hmm. someone yeah. in your in your vocation? vocation. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you mean for posting on the Spotify yeah. chat yeah. section? I said hi. Yeah. It looked like nobody else had said anything last time. Yeah. It, well, that's yeah. where the original. It was a post that came the, um, from JD that laid down the gauntlet for this. Trip. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll have to go back oh, there and look. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So. If you're listening, jump on our Spotify and uh, leave us uh, what your vocation is and how um, are there have there been ways that you've been reaching other folks at your um, at your vocation. There you go. So, over lunch. Over lunch. <laughs> All right, Brett. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs>